Welcome to the Better Modesto Show. I'm your host, Chris Rickey, with my co-host, Jim Applegate. I am the city council member here in Modesto, District 3, and we are super excited to work together to make Modesto better. Uh, Jim is on sabbatical at the moment, which, (laughs) well done, Jim, well done. Um, so today I am very fortunate to have a fellow city council member with uh, joining uh, us today on the show, the council member from District 2. Welcome to the show, Tony Madrigal. How's it going, brother? I'm pretty, pretty good. Uh, thanks, uh, Chris, for having me. I appreciate it, uh, our fellow city council member. And I uh, just want to also say, uh, muchas gracias por tenerme aquí en su programa de... Mejorar Modesto, aquí en la radio con el concejal uh, y en nuestro anfitrión, Chris Ricky del distrito número tres. Hey, gracias. I, I promise I'm not going to make the whole thing bilingual. Probably shouldn't. That would be, that would be, we, we'd have to do it on a different station, I think. But hey, man, so, wow, how you been? How, how are things? Uh, just busy, you know, just uh, yeah, working and, uh, you know, just juggling, you know, family time as much as I can and uh, trying to keep my my little Corona garden. I call it a Corona garden. I, I, I have a new and improved garden in my house uh, with a watering system and everything. But that also means that I have to, you know, spend extra time weeding it and trimming it. And anyways, I can go on for days about my little garden, but uh, yeah. Yeah, Modesto's uh, back open now, though, because like the whole COVID restrictions are all are all you know set to the wayside. How's that? How's that impacting your district? You think? Um, I think it's uh, like everybody else. It's very welcome to have this uh, to have this you know this next. I'm just gonna call it this next phase in in our in you know in the pandemic experience. Because I think just obviously the. The reopening is also part of the pandemic experience and, and what we're going through and what we suffered. And, you know, just like we have, you know, growing pains, I think we're also having reopening uh, uh, joy at the same time reopening, but with caution. Uh, you know, there's still people out there still wearing masks out of an abundance of caution. Uh, they're still, you know, sanitizing. They're still, uh, maybe, maybe this is a, a good thing that came out of if you could say that anything good came out of the pandemic it's is you know i don't know what, what you've seen when you go pump gas but like i still see some people wearing their masks putting on a little glove pumping gas have you seen that chris a little bit um i think for the most part people are just kind of ready for it to be done i mean at least what i'm seeing locally is people are just like exuberant and quite pleased to um to kind of at least you know, psychologically putting it behind them, right? Like, because the reality is COVID's going to be with us for years. It's just going to be a question of how we manage it. Exactly. It's, it'll be then, I mean, I hope it's as manageable as, you know, the, you know, the, the next, you know, flu season, the COVID, COVID, COVID slash flu season. Make sure, did you get your flu shot and your COVID shot each year and all that? That's what, that's what I hear like news reports are saying about, you know, how we're going to be, you know, expecting to handle this, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, for years to come uh, in a way. I say hopefully as far as science and medicine wise, not, 
not that hopefully I want COVID to stick around because I don't think anyone wants that. <laughs> no, no one wants that. I mean, yeah, the, the whole vaccine thing, it's like I've been getting um, a flu shot for many, many years. So it's like, well, it looks like I'm going to get more than one flu shot now, essentially a COVID shot and a flu shot every year. And I mean, it'll be okay. I've, I've actually enjoyed a lot, Tony, not getting the flu. Like I used to get the flu a lot and it was like, you're out for a week and you're miserable. And ever since I've got the flu shot, I haven't gotten it anymore. It's really nice. It's really, really nice. Yeah, you, you and me both. I, you know, I try to get my, my flu shot pretty regularly and, uh, you know, I've always prided myself on being one of those people that doesn't get sick. I, you know, I, I remember getting the flu, like, you know, maybe once or twice in my lifetime, but, but, uh, it, yeah, it is, you do, you do feel crummy and uh and uh being able to uh just just circling back to be folks being able to you know to get back out there uh you know to be able to do what some you know what they love such as whether it's you know retail therapy some people call it you know shopping or or, or what have you uh supporting our local economy you know um you know i'm i'm hoping to see like a, a boost in our economy uh, here at the local level, um, I'm a little fearful of, you know, like at the national level, you know, maybe seeing any inflation as a, as a call, you know, as a result of, you know, just a lot of people out there spending money like crazy uh, because they've been cooped up all this time. They've sort of been saving, at least that's, that's been sort of my experience personally, you know, like, you know, cooking. It, it's funny. Food. It's I cook fun, yeah. cook meals this past year. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I mean, but I mean, oh, it's been fun learning how to cook too. I mean, I've always cooked a lot, but this has been, we've tried so many new dishes and stuff. It's been pretty neat, but I wanted to ask you, you know, what kind of complaints are you getting? Like I found with COVID, we got different kinds of complaints than before, but like, what, what are you hearing on the street right now in your district? <laughs> Um, you know, I, you, you talk about now that we're reopening or, or during the pandemic, but w which one? I'm talking about like, you know, we're going in July. I've, I have an answer in mind here. We're coming up to, you know, the 4th of July. What is the big complaint you're getting? If I think it's the same complaint I'm oh. getting. You talking about like illegal fireworks? Yeah. Yes, I am. That's, that's what I'm fishing for here. <laughs> Well, I live in the west side of LA, so you know, just for your, for you know, in case your your listeners didn't know, I I live on the west side, just a few blocks down the street from Modesto High, and um, and I, this probably sounds terrible, but uh, fireworks actually illegal fireworks to be specific, the nice Fourth of July big boom illegal fireworks, those go off in my neighborhood practically year round, you know, in these few months leading up to july uh you know i would be outside any any giving any given day after work you know in the early evening out in my garden and you know it starts getting dark and then you know i would you know make a little fire outside and hang out my little fire pit outside and you could just watch the firework show like literally in my neighborhood it's I mean, it's not a good thing and i you know you know, you can't tell exactly where it comes from or else, you know, I'd, you know, I'd like to report it, but, you know, I've actually called uh, a couple of times um, to say, I saw some fireworks, they came from that general direction by the freeway. So, 
Are those you're saying you're hearing the same complaints? Uh, oh, I mean, like it is like, uh, yeah, I'm getting like dozens of complaints um, about the illegal fireworks, and so um, I know, like I think you were telling telling us the other day about um, how fire department was staffing up to, and police department was staffing up to deal with it. I just wanted to hear a little more about what you heard and what we're doing as a city to fix this issue. Yeah, you know. Um, one of the things that I know that our, our, our fire department is doing is that they're, they're getting ready to uh, basically, this is, and this is, let this be a warning to any of our listeners that know folks that like to, you know, partake and use uh, these illegal fireworks. Um, we're going to be, the, our fire department is going to be out in force even more than before. In case any of you don't know, um, our fire department actually sends out, uh, and our law enforcement sends out plainclothes officers, you know, kind of roam around the neighborhoods. If they see something, they'll pull over and they'll walk up to them and they'll issue a citation right then and there. You know, some people really don't like it. Um, and I get it, but uh, I mean, one person's fire, illegal firework, you know, could be another person's, you know, house fire that displaces somebody. Uh, somebody in my neighborhood, just one block away from where I live uh, over on Third Street, uh, literally had a house fire like about a weekend and a half ago. Uh, you know, his whole family got displaced, fire uh, house burned down. Lucky it only, thanks to the fire department, it was only contained in, in to that one household. But, you know, these are renters. They're not homeowners. They didn't have renter's insurance. Um, they ended up having to go and just stay with family. I followed up like the next day to see where the family was, you know that could be the result of illegal fireworks. Uh, you know, if, if uh, this kind of stuff just goes unchecked and you just have people, you know, setting off these illegal fireworks that then, you know, they're just, they're dangerous. And I just, I think the, uh, um, the actions that our local fire department are taking, um, I, I think it's right. I think it's good. I think we need to do everything we can to make sure that everyone feels safe and that includes fire safety, and that includes cracking down on illegal fireworks. Our city will, uh, you know, sooner or later, we will uh, definitely have that reputation that, you know, in Modesto, you will get ticketed, you will get cited for illegal fireworks. And, and, the, and the fines, I believe, started, uh, I think it was started uh, a thousand. Yeah, it's expensive. And I know that we're trying to find a way so that people can report them, you know, through their phones and stuff. So they don't have to like try to call nine one one and get on hold and you know that's an bottle up idea. bottle up the emergency stuff. So, but hey, we got to take that's a quick break idea. here on the Better Modesto Show here on Power Talk thirteen sixty AM with my co-host Jim Applegate. You can also listen to us on the iHeart Radio app. I'll be back with Tony Madrigal once again okay, right after this break. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Better Modesto Show. I'm your host and a city councilman here in Modesto. My name is Chris Rickey. I also have my co-host, Jim Applegate, who isn't here this week, but he will be back soon. But today I do have my guest, Tony Madrigal. He is the city councilperson, city of Modesto, District 2. Welcome back, Tony. Uh, thank uh, Chris for having me back. Muchas gracias a oh. todos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. So, Tony, 
tell me a little bit about you. Like, tell me about, tell me about your family and, and how, you know, Modesto, how your, your story in Modesto is pretty inspiring. So I'd love to kind of hear a little about it. Oh, I, I, I appreciate that. I don't know how much time you got for the Tony story, but I'll try to give it to you in a nutshell. Uh, I was give me the radio version, whatever that is. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see, I'll try. Uh, I was born and raised in Turlock. I grew up as a farm worker all my life with my family, working in the fields here locally, um, you know, picking peaches, apricots, cherries, you know, uh, knocking almonds, chopping firewood, you name it. And um, I went, I graduated from Houston High School. Um, and I- Go Huskies, to junior college. go Huskies. Yeah, go Huskies, exactly. Go Huskies. I went to Modesto Junior College. I was- uh, uh, student body president there in Modesto Junior College. I transferred to UC Santa Cruz. I got my bachelor's degree in economics. Um, I thought I was going to live in Santa Cruz and stay there for a long time. And I ended up opening my big mouth and running for city council out there. And I won two times, served two terms. And then uh, like many folks, uh, my family reality set in. My my family, uh, my siblings said, Tony, it's your turn to come back home and help keep an eye on mom who's going to get ready to retire from the migrant office of education. And so I wasn't married yet at the time. I didn't have no kids. And I moved back, back home, but I didn't necessarily want to move back in with mom because I said, I'm a grown man. I can find my own place. And so I found a cheap place to live in West Modesto. And uh, my whole plan was to be a substitute teacher and go skiing more. And, uh, I got frustrated with the crime in my in my side of town, and I got I became a neighborhood watch uh, captain or coordinator, whatever they call them. And uh, I realized I, we need more police patrols in my neighborhood. I was frustrated, and so I said, "Well, I have some experience being a city council member," and so I ran for city council. And uh, fast forward, being elected in 2013 and then reelected uh, in 2017. I'm nearing the end of my second term, which uh, ends uh, November of, of 2022, so next year. My focus has been jobs, safety, and community. Nice, and, uh, man. Yeah. Talk about that. Tell me about that. Like eight years on the council, eight years, three mayors. Man. How What's that all about? Oh, yeah. Three mayors. I think it's, uh, what is it? Three, three city managers, too. We had a Back then, it was, uh, see, I went through, through uh, I, I, I was proud, I'm happy to serve with uh, former mayor uh, Garrett Marsh. And then after that, it was uh, former mayor Ted Bramble, who's the most recent mayor. That, uh, and then now we are all uh, lucky to have also uh, Mayor Suze Wallen. Uh, all three very different mayors. Uh, and I think all three have, you know, probably the big, you know, the biggest, if not you know, close to the biggest, next to yours and I's uh, biggest heart for Modesto and, you know, love for our community. I think my heart for Modesto is a bit bigger than yours, but that's just me. Wow. Wow. I see how it is. <laughs> so, yeah. And then we also served under, uh, you know, served with, uh, you know, having three different city managers. We had Greg Nyhoff, uh, he and then we had uh, Jim Holgerson and now we have uh, Joe Lopez and um, and if I don't say this now I'm, just, I'm probably not gonna I'm not gonna say I just want to say a huge thank you to all our city of Modesto employees 
everybody that works for Modesto, our workers make Modesto work in every way whatsoever. You know, yeah, there's no question, like people, no question about that. People like you and me, Chris, you know, we, we have these ideas about things that, you know, ought to be done or we have these visions, but nothing can get done if it's not implemented by city, uh, the city workers who, uh, you know, are dedicated to the success of, of our city, whether it's uh, making sure that clean water comes out of the faucet or whether it's make sure that somebody shows up when you call 911 or whether it's making sure that those pesky potholes get taken care of or that your street finally gets resurfaced and, you know, you're on, you know, you name it. So, yeah, that's one of those things like, and it's been really neat kind of, you know, I was just elected, right? So I'm don't have nearly the experience that you do, but it's interesting. Like I remember, you know, seven years ago, one of the big issues was like streets, 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 you know, potholes are so bad. And, and like, I haven't heard really any pothole complaints at all. Like since the whole time I've been here, it's like people like the council and the government heard the people complaining and they address the problem it's really really it's kind of satisfying you know to see that see the work you guys did and get that done you know i i probably want to extend my thing you know my thanks to the councils before me and probably the councils before that who you know set up a, a, a structure but it does it does take that i guess you could say for like i don't want to get all political but it does take that political will like do we have as a city council made up of seven people, do we have the political will to continue to make, uh, you know, roads a priority, you know, fixing our, our roads are, you know, which are part of that other bigger word, the infrastructure, you know, I, uh, if you look at, in comparison, you know, when you compare say a city neighborhood and a county uh, neighborhood, you know, the, the county is, Neighborhoods don't have what I, I call the five S's, you know, sewers, street lights, sidewalks, storm drains, and, you know, streets that are up to city code. It's like they, they don't have all those necessarily, you know, they might have some street lights, uh, but no sewer or, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No storm drain, so on and so forth. And so anyways, I just, again, big thank you to our city staff every day. I appreciate our city workers in every way, every day. Uh, as I'm sure you do. Um, yeah, what I see, like, you know, this... those new challenges, you know, the ones that are the ones that are on the horizon and the ones that, you know, are right in front of our faces, right? Like, we've got homelessness is this major, you know, challenge that we have that, we, that we're all talking about every day, trying to work solutions and, and cutting off little pieces like this downtown street teams that they've been working on and camp to home and all these things, all these programs that are getting off the ground and starting to work and actually having an impact. Like, I think the homeless issue in our city in Modesto is gonna, we're gonna see, it's not gonna be perfect, just like the roads, like the roads aren't like completely fixed yet, but they're getting there. I think we're starting that, you know, we've already started, it started years ago, but they've been working on this homeless thing for several years now. We're starting to see some results and I think we're gonna see more results. Um, and, you know, we talk about the fireworks stuff. It's the same kind of thing. We just, it takes government a while to kind of acknowledge the problem, start working on solutions for the problem. And then, then, you know, society has this way of finding the next problem. 
No, I, I think you're right. I think that um, I don't want to, you know, go off on a whole tangent about, you know, homelessness solutions. I'm sure you and I could spend, you know, a couple hours talking about, you know, what we know has been done and what we see it's going to get done and what ought to be done. Uh, and, you know, all those things require funding. But I think that the specific solutions that we see, whether it's housing, the wraparound services that they call them, you know, where it's mental health services or job services or um, whatnot. Um, the specific solutions uh, are, are, are multifaceted and multi-pronged because homelessness is a complex, you know, multi-cause problem. And, uh, you know, I, I can share, for example, just my personal experience, you know, I was on the verge of being homeless because my landlord, I'm a renter. I, I, I'm not, I'm, I think I might be the only renter on the council still. Um, or no, I think, I think Jenny rents. Uh, but sorry, I'm all putting our business out there. But um, <laughs> I, was on the ver- I was on the verge of being homeless, you know, and I, I'm just, I feel, you know, I had a you know, decent uh, income, job and everything. But I was on the verge of being homeless simply because my landlord was wanting to remodel the entire you know kitchen area and he's like well i'm gonna have to you know kick you out because i need to remodel the kitchen and you know that's gonna take a lot of time and, and i was thinking to myself oh my god like you know what am i gonna do where am i gonna go where am i gonna be able to find another place to live and this housing you know how am i gonna come so up with the six thousand dollar deposit they want you know oh my god yeah <laughs> first and last month rent plus a deposit yeah, where, where am I gonna? How am I gonna make that happen? I mean, I, yeah. you know, well, we're gonna talk about that reason. some more for sure um, when we get into yeah. our next segment here. But you are listening to the Better Modesto Show here on thirteen sixty AM Power Talks KFIV here in Modesto. I'm your host Chris Ricky, also your city council person. I'm here with my guest Tony Madrigal, my co-host Jim Applegate. You can also find us on the iHeartRadio app. When we come back. We're going to be talking about what we've done so far on the, in Modesto this year on city council. All right. Welcome back to the better Modesto show here on power talk, 1360 AM. I'm your host, Chris Ricky. I'm also the city council person for district three here in Modesto. My co-host Jim Applegate is not here today because he's on sabbatical lucky guy. Hope you're having fun, Jim. If you're listening, you're probably not. Hopefully you're not. Uh, but today I've got uh, I've got one of my fellow council members, the Honorable Tony Madrigal from District Two, with us today. Welcome back, Tony. <laughs> Thank you for calling me Honorable. I, <laughs> I've been called been called worse. Muchas gracias. Hey, you got a title now, man. It's just the way it is. I know. I, I know. <laughs> but hey, like I've oh, been. Man. If there's one thing that surprised me so much about serving on city council, it's been, you know, you always hear like, oh, you never get thing done in government, uh, rrr, grumble, grumble. I'm like blown away by how much we've actually been able to accomplish as a council just over the first six months of being in office. Um, what do you think some of the best things we've done, you know, in the, I mean, and it doesn't have to be like just since the election like maybe in the last year like what are what are some things that you feel good about the council you know accomplishing for modesto in the last year or so 
Um, I'll try to just list them real quickly. Um, the, the one thing that you and I uh, worked on together, uh, reducing the deliver the food delivery app uh, fees, you know, like the DoorDash, Uber Eats, you know, Grubhub kind of fees, um, you know, to a maximum of fifteen um, percent. Um, yeah, that, that COVID economic impact thing was really big, wasn't it? it? I think it was. It was. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know that um, another one is the um, rental inspection ordinance that got passed over the last. Uh, I think it was like last year or so. It was uh, literally requiring that all rental housing be inspected, either self-inspected or inspected um, by our city staff to make sure that we have safe rental housing so that we don't have a repeat of uh, the 624 9th Street slumlord type of situation. Remember that place that burned down? It was like, oh, yeah. it was owned by a slumlord and then it eventually burned down and, you know, substandard housing and uh, making sure we have safe rental housing. Uh, another thing that we did, uh, you know, um, um, most recently was uh, convert your bulky item pickup for all of those of you who have garbage service. Now you can have bulky item drop off. And you, in other words, if you don't, if you can't wait for your bulky items to be picked up by, you know, the, the garbage service, Bertolotti or Jilton service in, in Modesto, if you need to get rid of this now, you can, you can call uh, this uh, call and have, then provide you a uh, voucher so you can go drop it off for free at uh, at one of the uh, you know garbage collection sites. Hopefully that will help also reduce the amount of illegal dumping of like refrigerators and mattresses and alleys and things like that. You know, yeah, dumping and is not such even a alleys, huge they're problem, like on sidewalks. Right? Yeah, like, like you know, yeah. One of like when I got elected, I was blown away by how many people would call me up and say like, my alley is full of mattresses and sure enough like you drive over there and there's like a dozen mattresses just sitting there someone just dumped them you know like how, how, do, how do these people do that i don't get it it's like you know and and i i, I so those are three that come out to mind off the top of my head are there some others that you that you uh that you know that come to mind yeah i mean like I, I was very very pleased with the council's swift action on the rad card uh funding um coming out of covid and you know like helping our downtown businesses not just downtown the whole city like through the rad card and the county getting on board with that also like really was a good example of government helping business and helping the community through a really tough time and so i'm just super pleased with that um i was very yeah just I have to just say the rad card and I just want to give kudos and prop, you know, and, and props, uh, shout out to the downtown Modesto partnership, which is a nonprofit. Um, their staff came up with this concept and it's been copied in, uh, the other cities in our County and in several other cities throughout the state. I think they're even going to other States now. And this rad card, uh, the, 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 uh, the donor match program, as they call it, is it's like a gift card basically for downtown. In this case, as you know, we we expanded it to the whole city. But uh, imagine going getting a gift card, like say um, one of those gift cards to go, you know, like say you have a, a gift card for all downtown, and all of a sudden you you buy a hundred bucks on it, 
and then you get matched a hundred dollars more, a one hundred percent donor matched. Now you've just doubled your money. Why? Because your government wants to give you an extra incentive of direct funding for you to go and spend in these local businesses so you can help uplift our economy, especially during the pandemic when everything was shut down. There was businesses, uh, restaurants downtown that were telling me, oh, you know, 40, 50, 60% of my weekly income comes from the rat card. Yeah, that's and, uh, crazy. Like, think about what those businesses would have done without it. Like, they would have been in so much trouble. So, yeah. And by the way, no process, those of you that want to get into the weeds of the program, no processing fee, not like your, you know, not like your credit card merchant processing, but Visa MasterCard, they charge you an extra 3% as a business or whatever. Zero processing fee. Yeah, it's so, so good. So, so good. And so that, that was a good one. That, that's a really good one. It's a, and I just, I want to brag for a second. I was bragging about the red card yesterday um, on a uh, mayor's and council members roundtable uh, for the League of California Cities. In case you didn't know, uh, your listeners didn't know, there's a League of California Cities. We band together and fight for cities statewide and we share ideas. And we were discussing ideas on how to invest your federal funding that recently came from the uh, American Rescue Plan Act, or some people call it the Biden stimulus funding. Uh, they were sharing ideas. And I was bragging about the Modesto Relief Across Downtown, RAD, RAD card. And people were like, oh, that sounds really good. So hopefully we'll even get more inquiries and have our downtown Modesto partnership people even more busy about it. So the rag card is another is a really good one. Any other ideas? Yeah, I mean, what about the uh, cannabis equity grant that we got through? That was like a really, really powerful thing that we got going. You know, that to me, I I, I am beyond proud of of uh, you know of us as a council getting the you know directing us to the staff to apply and then us receiving it. Uh, and I'll say it for this reason, when we think about the years long, you know, decades long war on drugs, I think today I heard on the radio, uh, I heard on NPR that today is the 50th anniversary of the beginning of the war on drugs that was declared by President Richard Nixon. And when you think about the war on drugs and the impact it's had, uh, there's no denying that, you know, there's a disproportionate amount of you know, people of color, say African Americans, Latinos, that have been affected, you know, with incarceration or other, other uh, forms of forms of punishment, you know, for for example, you know, cannabis, you know, marijuana related offenses, and finding a way to have a cannabis business industry in Modesto, which we now do, which levels the playing field with this cannabis equity program. Is something to be proud of for us to be able to say, for you and I to be able to say, this is the kind of Modesto we want to have. A Modesto that, that gives the little guy, for lack of a better word, a foot in the door to also be able to build their own cannabis business. Um, yeah, well, designed and, around parts of our community that thus far haven't benefited from this new industry, right? And finding ways to to bring new industries into, you know, the South side and the West side of Modesto. I mean, that's, there's just so much upside there. And it's so important for our community to start, you know, using what is some of our most developable, developable 
you know, neighborhoods and neighborhoods with so much potential that maybe we're kind of leaving on the table right now. Exactly. Another another one that I'm proud of is the um, sidewalk vendor permit uh, ordinance that we passed. Uh, now, if people want to be a sidewalk vendor, you can actually get a sidewalk vendor permit. Uh, you know, mostly it's food, mobile food vendors. Uh, those folks can come out of the shadows and uh, be legal, be able to have a permit, have your own small business in Modesto uh, with the sidewalk vendor permit program that happened uh, over the course of last year. Yeah, I love that thing. But yeah, so thanks so much for listening to the Better Modesto Show. I'm your host, Chris Ricky. I've got my guest here, Tony Madrigal, here on KFIV 1360 AM Power Talk. And my co-host, Jim Applegate, who is currently on sabbatical, but he will be back. We miss him a lot. And Jim, I hope you're, I hope you're having a good time doing what you're doing on sabbatical, reflecting on life fantastic um but we will be back after the break we're going to talk tony and i are going to be talking about the future what we're going to do to try to keep making modesto better uh, but some of the projects that we're working on uh here at city council here on the better modesto show on 1360 a.m power talk all right welcome back to the better modesto show here on power talk 1360 a.m i'm your host chris ricky I'm also a council person here in District 3 in Modesto. My co-host, Jim Applegate. Jim's not here, though, because he's on sabbatical. Um, but we do have our, our guest today, Tony Madrigal. Tony Madrigal is the city council person uh, for District 2 here in Modesto. Tony, nice to have you back, man. Uh, thanks for having me back. Muchas gracias, Chris. <laughs> day nada day nada um <laughs> nice, nice yeah yeah i got a little i got a little i got a little spanish game um muy bueno muy bueno <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going any further i'm i'm not gonna do that on the radio um but uh so hey we are working so hard to try to do so many great things for modesto what are what are um what are some of the things that you know maybe like your top three things that you'd like to get done in 2021 like i'm all about like getting stuff done you know on a reasonable timetable you know um what do you what do you think we can get done this for the rest of the year um i'm not going to talk about the big ticket items whether it's you know updating our general plan which helps chart you know the economic future of how we're going to grow as a city or or in which direction we're going to grow or, or what type of industry we're going to have i'm not going to talk about those big ticket items um i i want to talk about specifics i want to talk about uh, specific solutions that we want to uh, pursue for housing uh you know specific solutions we want to do to to like say beautify downtown uh specific solutions for you know to continue to address the homeless uh crisis because it's still a crisis uh, you know, anytime we have a, you know, as many people as we do in Modesto still on their streets, uh, you know, without a place to stay, I, I, it's a crisis. And so those are some of the things that I, you know, I want to focus on. I, yeah, we got a bunch of other like they, crazy they, stuff too, right? Like, 
um, we need to finalize a police chief. We need a new police chief. That's going to be a kind of a big yep. thing we're working on. Um, and, and then the other one that finally have a independent, uh, you know, city auditor that like, you know, like who checks the checker, you know, who, who keeps an eye to make sure that there's no fraud, waste or abuse when it comes to our city uh, finances, your tax dollars. That would be the uh, city auditor. That position is vacant and it's a part of our city charter. You know, just like you All have right. a city manager, a city clerk, you have city attorney. We have a city auditor in the city of Modesto charter. Uh, you know, it's sort of our, you could call it our city of Modesto constitution, if you will, the charter. And uh, and that position is also vacant. We need to fill that. How long has that been vacant? God, well, going on a couple of years now. Yeah, you know, and that's we probably very need to probably need to deal with that, don't you think? Yeah, supposedly it's you know it's, uh, the the city staff, city manager still working on it. I just I'd like to see that timeline, um, you know, uh, sped up or definitely uh, that timeline. And everything from searching nationally to interviews to making a final selection. I'd, lo I'd love for that to happen in this calendar year, 2021. Yeah, I think that's realistic. Like, and I don't want that to sound like veiled criticism of like what Joe's doing. Cause like the reality is like, we're hiring a new police chief right now. We're hiring a new, um, we've lost our public top public relations guy. We don't have that right now. We just started this forward together campaign, which is a massive drain on city resources to try to, you know, figure out the right way to, you know, improve policing in our community like their cup is running over so I don't think we can really. I think your goal is really good, we should get this done this year, but I also think that there's reasons why it hasn't happened yet. Well, I hope none of those reasons are political because you know this new council um that we have you know there's four new people on this council three of us have been on there for you know close to eight years in our experience we have to find a way to to work together and have these uh you know take these issues and carry them across the finish line uh so that we can look back next year and say yes we have a new police chief yes we've selected a new city auditor you know independent city auditor um you know yes we've addressed that uh, we've changed the way that we uh, you know that that policing is done in modesto in this and this way specific solutions uh not just wandering generalities uh you know that's what i want to focus on in the next year um so for example can i give you an example for example uh, when it comes to housing yeah go for it man um uh, you know something that i just want to uh you know thank you for uh, working uh, with me together on is uh, is that rental security deposit insurance uh that concept of saying in modesto people that rent you know will accept rental security deposit insurance you know for you know for from prospective tenants and and uh, if there's any damage to your home or whatnot, you file a claim with that insurance company, just like uh, anything else. If the rental security, you know, up to the amount of the rental security deposit, like if it was on a thousand or fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars, you know, that that uh, that kind of money presents a barrier for a lot of uh, people who can't afford to put all that money together. What would you say if if you're if getting into a rental 
like an apartment or something requires first and last month's rent and a security deposit. If your rent is, what is it? If your rent's 2000 or 1500, you know, and if it's times three, you're looking at $4,500. But then if you don't have to pay 4500 because you only have to pay first and last month rent, for example, and then you can present like, you know, here's my security deposit rental insurance policy. And you only have to pay whatever, 20, 40 bucks a month for that insurance. That's a specific solution to help lower the cost of being able to rent, you know, a home here in Modesto, which has, you know, a hugely competitive rental housing market because there's a yeah, and it's housing. and it's so unfair for people. You know, the, the median income for an adult in Modesto is about twenty five thousand um, dollars. If you are, so. You're making twenty five thousand dollars gross. That's not even net after taxes, and you are supposed to come up with you know six thousand dollars to rent a place. Like that is like very very difficult, and I think that we really should be considering ways to help people bridge that gap. Part of that's going to have to be on the supply side, you know, increasing housing supply so that it's not you know, so difficult and expensive to rent, you know, housing, but, you know, in the meantime, we need to do something to help people because the, the, we talk about homelessness. One of the main reasons you were talking about it earlier. One of the main reasons people are getting homeless is because they just can't find a place to rent. They may even have a job, you know? Exactly. And so, you know, those are those specific barriers. Um, are the type of solutions that you know I'd, I'd like for us as a city council to consider, like, should we make this a local ordinance, a local law, uh, so that it's an option when it comes to, you know, a landlord accepting security deposit? Well, sorry about that. And so, um, so when it comes to that, or whether it comes to, uh, for example, um, you know, when it comes to homelessness, having a uh, municipal ID card program, uh, one of the big barriers that um, homeless folks, uh, folks that are going through homelessness have is uh, that a lot of them don't have ID, whether, you know, and you were, you need an ID to be able to access services, uh, whether it's mental health services, food, shelter, all those other services, you need an ID. And some of them, you know, um, whether they cannot or they're not able to access uh, the Department of Motor Vehicles. Uh, if we as a city were to create our own city ID card program, uh, which has been done in several cities across the United States, uh, that could be another specific solution that we provide for services that homeless people need to be able to access. And it could be a city ID card for for not just uh, homeless folks, for anybody, you know, people that are under age, uh, what is it, under age 16, that are not going to get a driver's license, they need an ID, you know, if they, besides their student ID, you know, an actual government ID that says who they are, where they live, uh, where there's any seniors that aren't driving anymore, but they still need an ID card, they don't want to go to DMV, they, you know, they can come down to City Hall. So Makes, um, makes a ton of sense, it. man. It's definitely something we should just try you know look at and try to make happen you know i'm probably but, getting into the weeds of it 
no not at all man that's what this is all about like we're just telling people like ideas that we have i mean that's to me that's what this you know doing government's about is like creating ideas discussing them with the community and then if there's a consensus trying to make them happen you know but unfortunately man we're both working men and we got to get going uh and we've got we're out of time here on the better Manesto oh my show, goodness but thanks so much everybody for listening this has been the better modesto show i'm your host chris ricky with my co-host jim applegate here on power talk 1360 a.m and on the iheart radio app thanks again tony and we thanks will for having see, me yeah we'll see you see you next week <laughs> Gracias. bye-bye bye tony <laughs>